powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Better Than Before show. I'm Tony Richards, and we're into another week of being quarantined for the COVID-19 epidemic. And so we got some great stuff on the show for you today. My guest is going to be John Vong. He's got the local SEO company, and uh, he's going to teach us some finer points of SEO search and what you can do to put your business out there on the internet and uh, have it show up in the Google searches as well as possible and all kinds of great stuff. John's an interesting guy and I look forward to our conversation together and you're going to get a lot out of it, I promise you. Also, uh, in my leadership segment toward the end of the show, three reasons that you should really be learning now during this time Uh, of the COVID epidemic. You've got the time. And so I've got three powerful reasons that learning uh, is going to be good for you. And that's all coming up on the Better Than Before show. We're brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. I'll be back with John Vaughn right after this. Friends, in these unprecedented times, your University Subaru family hopes that you and yours are secure and safe. We're open and working within the parameters of the stay-at-home order. Service and parts are open as usual, and the sales department is open via email and internet. We can discuss features, options, and pricing, and even come to agreements over the phone or internet. Visit our website, click internet pricing, or give us a call. And right now, get 0% APR financing for 63 months on most 2020 new Subaru vehicles. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards. I hope your day is going well, and I hope we can add value to it because I have a guest on today named John Vaughn. And John's had almost too many jobs to count starting when he was 10, helping out on paper routes. And through all of his work, though, he's focused on a single thing, building relationships, whether it was collecting money and making sales on the paper route, shelving books at the local library, or manning the fryer at a stadium, He loves meeting new people and getting to know them, and he's connected by listening to other stories and sharing his own. 
at the University of London, Ontario. He studied finance and quickly learned that living on your own in residence doesn't mean you can procrastinate and coast. And from that lesson, he got 20% below his usual grades on his first exam. So he learned to buckle down and work hard to get the results he wanted. One of the defining events of his life was when he was accepted into an exchange student program in his third year of university and traveled to Lancaster, England for a year and learned a whole new culture and a whole new approach. And he loved meeting new people, as we said, whether students or locals. Uh, he was doing outside sales for the Yellow Pages and enjoying the connections he made with business owners and coworkers. Near the end of his time there, the company was faltering. Businesses weren't getting the returns they used to on their ads. Print was its, uh, in its early stages of decline and Google was taking over and John wanted to serve his customer more fully, so he started exploring online marketing. He's the founder of Local SEO Search, and of course, doing that, as all startups and new ventures are, it was an adventure. He got his first customer when he didn't yet even have a laptop computer, and he was showing prospects Google search results on his phone. However, his first six-month contract got the ball rolling, he's been doing well ever since. Over time, he's refined what verticals he's interested in serving and made the processes at local SEO search more efficient. He focuses on working hard, being honest, transparent, and good to staff and clients. That's when the good stuff really happens. He believes in education and continuous learning, and he's going to educate and give us some learning uh, bits today on SEO search. John, welcome to the show. Well, thanks a lot for having me, Tony. You've had an interesting life. Uh, and I'm sure you're still having one. So thanks for taking time out to be with us today. Um, SEO, it's a mystery to a lot of people. Can you give us just a broad uh, yet educated definition of what SEO is? Yes, definitely. So um, I'm sure business owners have gotten various phone calls, emails, and maybe been outreached by a lot of vendors uh, offering and also guaranteeing um, number one listing on Google. There's a lot of, I guess, uh, unknowns in the marketplace. And what I've kind to realized is there's only so many true real players, ones that actually want to help and want to do good in the industry. Um, there's a lot of people overseas that are claiming and guaranteeing a lot of results, but if if you think about running a business is easy, you're in for a long race, right? Online digital marketing, search engine optimization is really the, the foundation of running your bricks and mortar retail service-based company or product-based company to a level where people kind of know you and you're getting a lot of referral business. And if you're running a good business, that's how you want to replicate it to a digital space so that Google can crawl and index your website and serve you up organically. What that means is Google will then understand that you are the best business for that given search result or term, and they feel that you are that expert or authoritative figure for, for that domain, which is the local space or that niche or service that you're offering. So what you need to do is run a good digital marketing campaign or understanding how Google um, picks up websites in order for you to position yourself in front of people who are searching your potential users and customers. 
So understanding the whole foundation of what SEO can do for a business, but also running a really good business and replicating it digitally. You know, you brought up Google uh, there and, you know, I just was thinking, I know you have to pay primarily attention to Google. Are there other search engines out there that still are going that um, you have to pay attention to besides Google? So I always look at different uh, mediums based on users and what they tend to use on a daily basis. Because Google has been the dominant player for the last five plus years, and I think they will continue being the dominant player. Yes, there are other search engines such as Bing and Yahoo. However, they are usually tied in with a service provider as a default browser. So if you do buy a Microsoft um, Office 365 software, your preloaded browser is with Bing, right? Mm -hmm. If you are with a certain type of um, phone provider, uh, internet provider, sometimes Yahoo is the pre preset browser, right? So it all depends, but people still think Google is the most relevant, most accurate, and the most user-centric result, and they trust Google. And that's why I f still feel that Google provides the best result for a given search query. You know, we were talking before we went on the air here, and you were talking about it's been about a month that you've been on lockdown for the coronavirus. This will be our third week, um, I think, close to our fourth week. I, I don't know. All the days kind of run together. But um, what about maintaining your digital marketing efforts while this pandemic is going on? Is that something that we should be doing? Yes. Yeah, so, again, it's very much a long-term process search engine op optimization there's over 200 search in like metrics and uh, th signals which google deems credible for you to start ranking right so if you think about long term where you want to own that space just like if you're planning on having your business for 5 10 20 years down the line and you're not looking at short term you want to continue maintaining credibility, ensuring that your audience members understand that when things get better, you are still there, right? And you're going to be served up on Google. So if you're still doing the monthly blog post, you're still optimizing, generating some on-page link citations, creating good content, valuable insights for your customers and potential prospects, that's the whole purpose of maintaining a long-term strategy for you to be found, right? For the users that you're trying to target. So I would say it's more important than ever to continue your campaign. And if you haven't started SEO, it's even more important to start because there are a lot of business owners are at home right now and they don't know if they're going to, be able to survive this uh, downturn or if they're gonna see value in their existing advertising campaigns because if they've been doing those monthly flyers google ads facebook ads instagram ads is it still generating you results at this time when there's no potential buyers right and that's more of a quick turnaround where you can see transactions right away well seo is more of the back end which is more foundational, where you're trying to build equity 
and you're building your authority, positioning yourself so that when people are now ready, you're going to get this influx of leads and customers because you're already positioned yourself. So break down uh, for our audience, break down some of the key pieces uh, that are aspects of SEO. Yeah. So we, again, there's a lot of pillars for a good uh, campaign and it all starts with building a good website and understanding who your audience is. Right. So when you build a website, make sure that you own the actual website. Um, you can use it on any platform. Um, I would recommend, you know, very straightforward WordPress website would do. Make sure you have your own hosting provider. Make sure you own your domain name. Um, but primarily create good content on your website. Speak to your audience. Don't sell. Um, my, my focus is really to educate. Make sure that you know who that buyer persona is, understanding that customer, and then speak directly to them, right? Um, and then, of course, constant updates. Um, so, again, I mentioned about blogs. There's also a criteria in terms of how many words, how many times you mention it. If it's a keyword, semantic keyword, um, variations of keywords, understanding what's ranking right now for those certain keywords, if there's actually ver volume on the keywords. Um, so it's a whole process of analyzing words and making it suitable for your business. Um, and then of course the off-page stuff. So there's a lot of technical involved in ensuring that your title tags, H1 tags get done properly for the keywords. But then there's the off-page components, which is mainly link building. And what I want to mention about link building is if you look at how a bricks and mortar business has survived before the computer came around, it was surviving on either advertising to get new customers or on word of mouth referral business, right? If you think about referral business as a bricks and mortar and translate it to digital, uh, your, your website, what you're trying to do is get other people's website to link, which is a, a hyperlink back to your website. The more of those referral links that you can get from other people linking to you, the stronger you become digitally, right? And that's a benefit for you to start appearing higher up on Google. So positioning yourself on a good foundation of building a good website, making sure you're updated, not just on your website, but social media, Getting good reviews is also very important. Third-party reviews, building your reputation. Um, and then, of course, the off-page stuff. So I wrote down keywords um, there uh, as you were talking. Uh, sh should you focus on COVID-19 keywords right now? Uh, so that is definitely a big, hot topic trending keyword. I would say if you wanted to talk about COVID-19, put it in your monthly newsletter or blog, sure, um, because it is very important, but it's also, it's not relevant to your business still, right? So I always still want you to focus on content and positioning yourself as the expert in your domain. So if you're a dentist, continue talking about dental work right? Like how, how to position yourself as the expert is continue writing about that topic, continue doing research, in-depth information on specific topics on dental, 
work, right? Versus hopping from topics that are trending right now that are not really relevant to your industry. So what you want to do is position yourself as the expert for your domain and industry always. And don't get sidetracked on what's trending so much that's not relevant to your business. We're visiting with John Vong. He is an SEO guru. He's educating us on SEO on today's program. And uh, John, the name of your company is Local SEO Search. So it just prompted in my mind to ask you, um, is there a difference between SEO and local SEO? So there's, and I'm sure it, um, every business owner can see when they're searching on Google that there's certain areas on that first page, right? The main difference is localized SEO is the map, the three pack of Google. So if you're on that first page, typically you see ads at the top of a search query. Then underneath that is a map where you usually see three listings. And sometimes there's an ad at the top of the map as well. So that's the local SEO part. And then underneath that is also SEO and it's the organic. So what you see is probably eight or nine listings that is organic in nature. And that's where SEO comes into play, right? Um, and I, I'm just gonna throw it out there where more people than ever are becoming informed enough to not click on ads, right? People are, they don't wanna be sold. They want to be in control. And that's why SEO is such an important um, business like as a business owner, it's so important to have SEO incorporated in your business because it drives organic traffic, natural traffic, where you're not pushing people ads, people actually find you and want to get information about your services and products. And Google feels that you have positioned yourself as that expert authoritative figure. So that's the main difference. The map is the localized SEO underneath is organic SEO, but you know, there are synergies in terms of what works and what doesn't for both. We do focus on the map more because if you're a local business, which is, you know, 80, 90% of all business owners, we feel that that's what drives majority of the traffic today because most of the people are on smartphones, mobile devices, iPads, tablets, right? And they're searching and needing stuff immediately. So that map is so important today more than ever. So you were working at the Yellow Pages and then you decided that you could more effectively help people and serve customers by going into uh, SEO uh, help and consulting. Did you suffer any ridicule from anybody for doing that? Like, did people say you're leaving the yellow pages? The yellow pages has been around forever and it will always be around. Did you have any of that when you made that move? Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you uh, some, you know, true facts as well, because I was there for five years. I built great amount of relationships while working there meeting a lot of great salespeople, managers, and internal staff. And as well as I've, I've worked with over 5,000 local business owners at that time, right, at Yellow Pages. So for me, great relationships. However, my biggest, you know, fear for that business was when I was talking to a lot of business owners, because I was frontline and dealing with their advertising spends, 
They were spending money on the printed directory as well as online Yellow Pages platforms. They were telling me one thing and they were frustrated that they were not getting the same returns that they used to get, which was five, 10, 20 years before Google came around. And what they also advised me was they were spending a lot of money and just not getting good results, right? So they were either reducing their spend and wanted to try other things because Google was happening. People were spending more time and they felt they were spending more time on Google. So one of the things that Yellow Pages was offering was Google AdWords. And that was the AdWords part of Google, right? Which is at the top. And I was selling a, a ton of ad uh, campaigns through Yellow Pages, but offering them up on Google. And during renewal time, after the one year period, it was not a really high renewal rate. So then I realized not a lot of people are spending money. Uh, well, there were people spending money on ads, but not actually getting good results, right? So they weren't renewing. And so what else is there on Google? Well, there's that map and below. So that's where I discovered, well, I need to figure out how to get on there. So this was more self-taught and I knew I had to serve clients because there was a need. There was customers wanting to be on the first page organically. And if I were to figure that out, I would have a sustainable business model. And because I, I was in the space of Yellow Pages, knowing local business owners, I had relationships there, as well as I knew there was a need, I just had to figure out how to get people on that uh, first page. So a lot of businesses are closed right now because they fit in the uh, non-essential category. What would you suggest people should be doing right now uh, so that they are ready to succeed when this is all over and we move on? Yeah, so again, I always look at long-term. And the type of clients that we typically deal with are people that are professional service type B2B companies that want to have a digital footprint on Google. And with SEO, if you haven't done it or started doing it, um, incorporating it into your business, it's never too late. And you need to start positioning yourself because more and more people than ever, because even right now, everyone's online working at home because you can't go into the office. Where are they spending majority of their time? On a computer and they're probably doing research and they're on Google and they're typing in keywords and there's probably a huge amount of search volume on even your services that you uh, offer clients, right? However, they might not be purchasing things right now, they might be bookmarking your site. When things get better, they wanna visit you, right? So there's always transactions working with in Google all the time. And the key here is I looked at how Google got started and they replicated what Yellow Pages did and they did it really well, you know, which is sorting all businesses into a very easy to use platform, which is Google now, where keywords can be searched similar to how categories were sorted in the Yellow Pages, right? And then of course the branded section, which is the white pages of Yellow Pages, is branded searches on Google, which is exact terms of the company. Right. So what you need to understand is Google has kind of replaced, you know, traditional media. And if you want to own space, which is equity, 
And this is more organic traffic, free clicks, as opposed to paid clicks. You need to start converting your thought process of moving from away from ad spend to more position yourself as that leading expert, right? So in times of like this, really look at where you're spending your money, allocating it accordingly, see what works and what doesn't, and push some into like what your plans are in the future. Because in the times of needs like this, you want to own a lot of things. And one of the things I always tell people is not just own your website, but own your database, own your customer list, own your equity of search results, own anything you can own because then you can serve up information to all your clients and prospects. Well, John, this has been fabulous. You know, I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. What question maybe should I have asked you about SEO that we didn't cover? Like if people are afraid of SEO, the, the key is getting some education enough to equip yourself with asking the right questions if you don't want to do it yourself, right? Because it is a very technical space for a lot of business owners because when business owners get busy running their business, they have so many hats they have to serve up. And this is the least thing they want to start learning, right? But it is a full-time job and there are a lot of factors to incorporate. And you probably don't want to do all of it yourself. So my suggestion is learn a little bit more about SEO. There's tons of webinars. There's tons of YouTube videos. There's a lot of blogs out there. Get some information and knowledge. Then seek out a vendor that you can trust, that you can form a long-term relationship with, where you want to partner with them. Because that's the other key. Partner with someone that's genuine and authentic that actually cares about your business as opposed to someone that actually is trying to just sell you on services and making a quick buck, right? So, you know, understanding SEO is so critical. Wow, we've learned a lot from John Vong today of local SEO search. And uh, John, as we head toward our close, uh, I've got 12 rapid fire questions that I ask every guest that comes on the show. And I want to run through these with you if you've got time. Yeah, definitely. All right. First question. What's the best memory that comes to mind for you? Uh, my best memory is of course having my first child. <laughs> so that it was most memorable moment of my life. Um, you know, changing from being single, well, married single to being a parent. And that was life altering for sure. Uh, give us your wife's name and your children's names. So my wife is Vivian and I have one son and his name's Evan and he's right. four and a half right now. Who's the number one hero in your life? Again, it's, you know, between my wife and my son, as well as my mom. So all of them are very much heroes in my life. Um, of course, my mom, I think, is probably the most heroic because she's the one who left Vietnam during the war and brought all four of us, uh, us which are the kids, over to Canada. What's your mom's name? Tui. Tui. All right. Great. What's the top value you subscribe to? So I feel like I am very much of a giver and I'm authentic. 
So for me, it's just trying to do good and making an impact by providing as much value, but giving as much as I can, because I feel long-term that is what I'm meant for, right? Versus short-term. Besides SEO, what's your favorite thing in the whole world? Besides working, my, my favorite thing is spending time with uh, my loved ones, right? Family, friends. Um, I, I'm a true, I just love being around with people and um, making sure that they're taken care of and they're happy, right? And that brings me joy. Um, so not only do I love the, you know, cooking, taking care of going traveling and all that, but spending time because that's the one thing you cannot get back in life. So that's very valuable. To me. What's your favorite food? Favorite food. So I do love, um, you know, sushi, I would say, uh, raw fish. Um, as long as it is from a good sourced vendor, um, because I know right now it's, it's hard to find out which vendors are of quality because of what, there's a lot of farmed uh, fish out there. So getting antibiotic free stuff, hormone free uh, fish is hard. So. John, what's the most beautiful place you've been to? Most beautiful place. Um, I do go to Asia quite often, but I would say I, I really enjoyed going to Hawaii. Um, the beach, I went there on my honeymoon and it was spectacular. Um, it's just the temperature was great. The scenery, the, just the mood, it was just very tranquil and it was picturesque and you know, it, it was like from a book, right? You only see it in movies. So being there was spectacular for sure. If you could describe success in one word, what would the word be? Impact. How do you want to be remembered? Being unique, right? Being myself. Just everyone is unique in their own way. I just want to be known as someone that actually cared made an impact right so by someone that you know is genuinely in it for others if you could go back and talk to a younger john what advice would you give him early days i would have been more open to um if i had the ability to travel i would have um it was just resources wise i wasn't um, but just get out there, meet new people. Don't be afraid of other cultures, different cities, different people, um, because the, mo the, the world is in your hands, right? Like there's so many people, so many cultures, so much to learn from. And the more you're willing to get out there, the better it is. And it's more well-rounded you become. What's your favorite sound? water and what's the best lesson you've learned my I, I think from my son so far he's been teaching me the importance of being present what's most important in people's lives right so for me at this moment it's spending time with my loved ones right 
and you know during this crisis just being there for people so important john thanks for all the info today on seo if somebody wanted to find out more about you and what you do and maybe be able to reach you do you have a website and all of that will you give that to everybody yeah definitely tony so my website is www.localseosearch.ca and you can reach me at john at so um, that's our website and we also own the .com website um, but the .c has been the one that we've been working on for the last seven years. Gotcha. John Vong of Local SEO Search. John, I'd like to have you back on sometime. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a bunch for spending some time with us. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Tony, and I had a great time. I'll have more for you on our Better Than Before show right after this. Friends, in these unprecedented times, your university Subaru family hopes that you and yours are secure and safe. We're open and working within the parameters of the stay-at-home order. Service and parts are open as usual, and the sales department is open via email and internet. We can discuss features, options, and pricing, and even come to agreements over the phone or internet. Visit our website, click internet pricing, or give us a call. And right now, get 0% APR financing for 63 months on most 2020 new Subaru vehicles. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Tony Richards. And wow, is this a kind of a unusual and unprecedented time or what? I uh, was in the grocery store yesterday and ran into an old friend that uh, I have known for many, many years. I don't get to see him that often anymore, but uh, we, we were just talking about how a singular event that is uh, being focused on by the entire world at one time. I don't know that I've experienced that in my lifetime. Uh, I mean, there have been some pretty powerful things. Uh, the first moon landing, the uh, Challenger explosion, 9-11, the hostage situation in Iran back in 79 and 80. A uh, lot of situations that have been paid attention to by people, but this really affects everybody in the whole world. And, you know, it's just something that we just aren't used to. And so when we get thrown off our normal rhythm, uh, we don't always recover from that really well. We want to go back to the way things were as soon as possible. And rather than do that, you know, one of the lessons I constantly work with my clients on is you know, move to the new normal as quickly as possible. And um, we, we have a tendency to want to hold on to the old normal. You know, a, an analogy that I use a lot is when a baby is born, 
when a baby is first born, it doesn't like the new environment. You know, somebody is, you know, touching it. Somebody is uh, cutting it, uh, you know, uh, cutting the umbilical cord. Somebody is uh, spanking it. Uh, somebody's uh, wiping it down and this is an entirely new environment and you know they want to go back where they were before like let me let me get back in my mommy's womb where it was nice and cozy and comfortable and nobody was messing with me you know I pretty much you know uh, did what I wanted I kicked when I wanted and I slept when I wanted and I you know got my nourishment when I wanted and you know now it's an entirely new environment and I don't particularly like it but you know, they adjust pretty quickly in the bigger scheme of things. And I would say that is the problem that a lot of people are facing today is how quickly are you adjusting to this new normal? And nobody really knows what the new normal is going to be once the quarantine period passes, once the vaccine is discovered, once we begin the steps to uh going back to school, going back to work, going back to the things that, you know, we do, but we may not be able to do them the way that we did them before. The whole situation may have changed and the people who are the big winners typically in business and in life are the people who can adjust to the new normal and they can function in the new normal at a high level. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to keep learning you know, keep feeding your mind, keep devouring uh, information. And right now, while you've got some time uh, that isn't being spoken for by other people, you need to put some focus onto that. You know, I usually think 20 minutes a day of reading is the bare minimum. Well, I, I know you have more than 20 minutes a day uh, now uh, to do some reading, to do some knowledge absorption. And I've got three powerful reasons why you should be learning right now. And the first one is that knowledge is potential power. And you've probably heard people say that knowledge is power. And I, I disagree with that because I've seen a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge, but it wasn't powerful because they weren't leveraging any of it. They weren't utilizing any of it. They weren't executing any of it. So I think knowledge is potential power. It's just like a, a battery, you know, a double A battery, triple A battery, one of those big old D batteries, or one of those square rectangle batteries that you put in your smoke alarm. They all contain potential power, those batteries do. Only when you plug them in, do they actually allow that power to be utilized and released. So you could have a lot of knowledge, but it, it's not power, it's only potential power if you're not using it. Yeah, it takes a lot of things to prove you're a smart person and it only takes one thing to prove you're not. So when you read, I would read widely. Don't be tunnel visioned. And again, you have some time now. So don't just be reading one thing. Don't just be watching one thing, right? Um, I like to do biographies of people you learn a lot in a couple of hours from somebody that it took them 50, 60, 70, 80 years of their lifetime to learn. And you can absorb it all in just a few hours uh, by taking in the biography. Of course, I love to read subject matter that pertains to what I do, but I also like to read other books too, you know, 
not necessarily fiction, but things that are interesting that will help power you when you're in conversations with a wide variety of people. There may be some people you come in contact with that they're not really interested in your main subject matter that you're an expert in. Perhaps they're uh, interested in travel. And if you're widely read in places of the world and cultures and things to do and travel, that provides a good conversation uh, database for you. They may be interested in food. Uh, they may be interested in politics. They may be interested in finance. Uh, so it can empower you uh, potentially, right? It's in there. Only when you release it does it become power. But in conversations with other people, it can really pay you dividends if you have a wide uh, base of knowledge to pull from. Uh, number two, information is currency. Uh, we're living in an information exchange age. You know, you get enough emails, I'm sure, almost every day that you see a lot of information, a lot of kinds of information, a lot of links to information, uh, and so on. Nonstop, 24-7 traffic way of information coming to you through social media, through email, um, just about every possible communication. People are texting you. So there's no excuse for you not to be educated and informed in a healthy way and have this method of exchange uh, of information that is so powerful in the world today. And number three, innovation is success. We have, a, a, we have an assessment that we use on all of our coaching clients that is really, really powerful. It takes in five different disciplines. Uh, behaviors, motivators, acumen, skill sets, and emotional quotient. And in the skill sets section, there are 25 skill sets that we measure people on on a scale of one to 10. Futuristic thinking is one of those skills. And we believe that innovation is just the futuristic thinking skill. And it is the lowest average and we have assessed billions, not millions, but billions of leaders from all around the globe. And we have an average score on each of those 25 skill sets. And futuristic thinking, unfortunately, is always one of the lowest. Most, uh, the, the average for futuristic thinking is 2.7 out of 10. That's the average. So some people score zero, right? And then on the high side, it's very unusual to see somebody score more than a five. Um, but it's a skill that needs to be developed by using your brain to frame future events. Not going to be any more valuable than it is right now. Because as I was saying earlier in this segment, we got to get to the new normal just as soon as possible. We have to recognize the current reality and adapt and change to it. And in times of change, it's the learners who will inherit the marketplace. It's the people who are equipped, not only with the knowledge, not only with the information, but also with the thinking to apply it and put it to good use. Some of the people uh, who are in business today, and they're very good at what they do, they're very smart at what they do, but they're gonna find themselves equipped for a world that no longer exists. 
it will be in the old normal. So the value of all of that will be uh, very much diminished. You have to be equipped and make the decision to be a lifelong learner who is armed with what you need and take from the information you glean and sort and sift it and be able to implement it to continue to be successful as our norms and the framework by which we operate in constantly reshapes itself and changes. Be ready for the new normal because, um, well, I would just say be ready for the new normal by spending more and more time, you know, learning about what's going on, learning about the next stage, learning about where this transition is taking us, and then get through the transition just as soon as possible. Well, that's our show today. I hope you gleaned a lot from it. We live to bring you lots of information that you can use and put to good use and maybe entertain you a little bit. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. We're always thinking about you during this time of quarantine and uh, this time of you know, spending more time at home, helping stop the spread of the virus. And uh, you're in our thoughts and prayers every single day that we get to move on just as soon as possible. And, you know, we really appreciate your cooperation to help us do that as speedily as possible. You can also keep up with us on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and at ClearVisionDEV. You can come join my free Facebook community, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. Just like, you know, go to the Facebook page and hit like, and you will automatically be inserted where we post three or four very interesting things. We're doing coronavirus business tips right now. We're doing quotes. We're doing interesting articles. Um, and uh, we have uh, a lot of our uh, learning videos there. And we have a lot of our guests uh, on our podcast that, uh, from our archives there. So there's a lot of good stuff in that Facebook group. So I'd like to invite you to go and join that. Till we talk again next week, on behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm Tony Richards reminding you, stay safe and keep learning because everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.